We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down. I am John Baker. And I am Santa's elf, Jonathan Motney. Wow, congratulations. I didn't Thanks. know you got that uh, title upgrade. I did. Congrats. I had to go day. through HR and lots of red tape and green tape. Because uh... Christmas. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Family Feud because it's Christmas. And, and guess what happens in Christmas? Families feud. Amen. Families get together and feud. So nothing could be more appropriate than family feud. But before we hop into that, mm-hmm. we do you have... one single thick strand of hair hanging down from your very cool... Um, what is this called? Like a Matryoshka hat or something like that? Yeah. Or Russian... It, it's not a David Bowie hat, right? It's like a Russian hat. I can buckle it under my chin if it's really cold. It looks very uncomfortable if you do that. Is yeah, that too tight? it looks way tight. My yeah. head, I've got a large head. Anyway, before we get started with Family Feud, we mm-hmm. did get a late-breaking sponsor read. Late-breaking? Yeah, late-breaking. Um, got this in the email, mm-hmm. printed it out just before I came over here. And yeah, so I guess you can go ahead and take a look okay. now. And we, I, I started, so I will go ahead and start. Today's episode of Come On Down is brought to you by The Reason for the Season. Wow, that sounds fun and topical. It is. Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd go to the mall with your family? Everything would be decorated in red and green, and you'd get your picture taken on Santa's lap. Of course. Those are some of my fondest memories around Christmas time as a kid. And you'd write letters to Santa Claus, telling him you were a good boy that year, and asking for him to bring you and your family your favorite toy. Yep. I always knew that old St. Nick would come through for us. Well, that's called idolatry, motherfucker. Wait, what? 1 Corinthians 10.14 reads, Do I mean then that a sacrifice offered to an idol is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. So are you saying Santa Claus is a demon? I'm not saying anything. What God is saying is thou shalt not, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Oh, so when you say the reason for the season, you mean it's about celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which was maybe, but almost certainly not around this time of year. Exactly. So you shouldn't be asking Santa Claus for material gifts. You should be asking Jesus to help your favorite politicians win elections or punish your enemies. And some material gifts too. The next time you're praying, just mention, come on down. (laughs) And you'll get 50% more salvation. I'm so glad to learn about all the reason. I'm so glad to learn all about the reason for the season. Is it really this easy? You're goddamn right it is. Hey, isn't that using the Lord's name in vain? (laughs) Got me. You're catching on already. Merry Christmas, everyone. Wow. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Right? Isn't that very seasonally appropriate? So who is the sponsor? What is the company? The reason for the season. And they 
It's just God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Got it. Yeah, it's just God. It's he more of a sent that. PSA. Uh, yeah. An important one. I A very important one. I mean, unless you are fine burning in hell. Honestly, nobody's ever really told me what hell exactly is, so I don't know exactly. I mean, I just know it's supposed to be hot. That's like the most consistent thing I can get from people is that's going to be really hot. But is it is it a dry heat? You know, dry heat's tolerable. That's agreed. A, but it's a dry. Yeah. Is it an Arizona oh, God, hell situation? Is so hot. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. Yeah. But no, it's not. It's, if it's, it's Houston, it's very, fucking it's very kill humid. Me. Houston is hell, exactly. Anyway, today we are once again thank you to God for sponsoring us. Thank you to God for sponsoring the human race yeah, and sponsor, the universe. For sponsoring honestly. all of us, mm-hmm. even you sinners out there. And you know who you are. You know exactly who you, you people are. People who are looking around, pretending like you and don't when you know say who you, you are. People? Yeah, we can because it's sinners, and everybody hates sinners. Okay. Family Feud. It's a it's a famous game show. I'd say. Wouldn't you say it's famous? Would you consider it famous? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Family Feud. Uh, it ran from ni- so you think it's been running forever, nonstop. I would think that this started in maybe the eighties. Okay, I mean you're close, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, longer ago. Okay. Uh, so it ran. So here's what I was a little surprised by. It ran from 1976 to 85. Gap, gap year. It took a gap. It year took a gap a couple years. Yeah, okay. It went around Europe. You know, just kind of finding itself. Yeah, getting in some kind of like icky situations. Sleeping on some beaches. Yeah. Um, in some of those. Hostels, Hot, like multi-bed, big room hostels. Yeah, the ones with like, where people some, are like, German guy that's also in town. And yeah, he's a little, he's a little rapey, and you're you're a little concerned, <laughs> but you can't afford anything else. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, you're gonna wait until 1988 to come back on the scene. Oh, okay, until 1995, and you're doing your masters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you're gonna go away for a little bit on a, more of a spiritual journey this okay. time. It's like a sabbatical situation, but you haven't gotten your job yet. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's kind of like um, you're gonna probably smoke some peyote or ayahuasca. Oh wow, it's a very kind of spiritual. Be out in the nature, you know, maybe Burning Man, maybe once. Exactly. You'll you'll be in Nevada. You'll spend some time in New Mexico. You'll probably head up towards Wyoming, <laughs> Montana. You know, just will you dip into Mexico really? at all? Is it ever an international trip? Yeah. I don't know if I would. Okay. Not yeah. right now. Right. It's not the At time. this time, it's not No, good. no. So then it came back in 1999, and it's been And it started strong. a family. It's, yeah, it settled down. It settled down, and it is here to stay mm-hmm. since 1999. Of course, uh, the, the original host of Family Feud, uh, there was some controversy Ooh, therein. Nice so, word. Thank you. We've previously talked about uh, a show called Match Game, which I think we both quite enjoy. And so in Match Game, or on Match Game in the 70s, mm-hmm. when it became just a, a massive success, we talked about some of the, the mainstays on the panel, and one of those was Richard Dawson. He was kind of the go-to guy yeah. for, for, the, for the matches at the end of the game. He's a very funny and entertaining guy. And so Goodson and Todman, who produced Match Game and several other game shows, kind of had an agreement with Richard Dawson that the next time they came out with a new game show, he would audition to host the game show. Okay. They would audition him to, to potentially host the show. So 1976 rolls around. Great time. A phenomenal time. There's so much going on. Cars. I mean, there were, there were car- the TV was color. Mm-hmm. 
Um, people were color. People were color. People of color. Pock. Bipoc. We didn't have bi yet. We just had Pock. <laughs> um, the Goodson Todman started to develop a, a new game show called Family Feud. Mm-hmm. And Richard Dawson read in one of like the you know, Hollywood trade magazines that... Good housekeeping? That's not a trade magazine. Was it highlights? It was, it was highlights for children. Bernstein yeah. Bear? He was, he was waiting to get... Uh... Goofus and Gallant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was in the dentist waiting room. Yeah. He had a couple cavities to fill. And he saw that Goodson and Todman were filming a pilot for a new game show called Family Feud. Mm-hmm. And the host for that pilot was William Shatner. And Richard Dawson, who I think we talked about when we talked about Match Game, had, it was a little bit moody, a little... Okay, yeah. Could be uh, difficult to work with at times. He flipped the fuck out, basically. <laughs> and so he sent his agent on them, more or less. Nice. That's what a real man does. Yes, he sicked his agent on them to say... Hey, what the fuck? We thought there was an agreement that he would audition for your next game show right. as the host. And this Bill Shatner dick, who also I've heard is very difficult to work with, by the way. Um, why are you just filming this pilot with this guy? What the hell? When our boy hasn't auditioned. And so they said, if you go forward with this, what you're going to get is a guy on Match Game who's just completely silent and less called on. And he will do exactly what is required of him under his contract with the, with the Match Game and nothing more and will not be entertaining. He'll be wow. intentionally boring wow. on the show. Like I said, difficult to work with. Uh, kind of had an ego. That's just a good tactic, though. They're negotiating. They're negotiating. You know what? You've got to... You have an emotional and a fiscal investment in this gentleman in this game that is successful. Match game was the number one show on TV. Number one game show on TV. Do you want to lose that or no? So they, you know, said, well, we don't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. So they let him audition. And he got it. Because of course he got it. Nailed it. He crushed it. It's Richard Dawson. Come on. Was Shatner crying in the corner? Shatner, you uh, went through a rough time after this. This, yeah. is, this is about when he recorded that cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds where he's just talking. <laughs> Have you heard of this? No. It's the worst. It's, is it he just talking like Shatner? Yes. yes. Okay. Do the first line. I, what does it sound like? Um, how, what, how or you can do the, the chorus, Lucy in the... Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Like It's like spoken like that, wow. like William Shatner. Wow. Has, living is easy with eyes closed. <laughs> I don't know. It's not good. Yeah. I would recommend checking it out. But yeah, so so Richard Dawson became the host of Family Feud. And it was almost immediately a huge success. Within the first year, it overtook Match Game as the number one game show on TV. Wow. He was still double dutying as yeah. match game panelist at the time for at least the first several years as well. And so Family Feud took overtook match game as the number one game show on TV. He 
like I said, he was very well liked on Match Game. He was probably potentially even more well liked on Family Feud. He became very famous for kissing all of the women on Family Feud. Good famous? At the time? At the time? At the time, yes. At the time, good famous. It was famous. like, oh my god, that's so that's so adorable. He kisses all the women. All the women wanted to be kissed by Richard Dawson. How do you know that? They were asking for it. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, no, they, they came they on the came show, on show and said, and they said, I would, I would love to kiss Richard Dawson, please. <laughs> and you know, he when he's intermingling with the family at the at the beginning of the show, introducing them, that was it was a big thing that you got a kiss from from Richard D, Dick, old Dick D, <laughs> <laughs> and his, you know, he had that that level of wit he was he was fun and congenial but he wasn't cornball like a lot of game show hosts you're never supposed to touch the (laughs) cornballer don't touch the (laughs) cornballer um he so so he he was just he was he was entertaining and he he kept it kind of dry to an extent in the way that he he spoke and presented (laughs) so he did not keep the ladies dry i'll tell you that much um that's a perfect segue to you have to be 15 to be on the show. <laughs> oh my um, God. But yeah, it, it was it became the, the, the biggest game show on TV for, for quite a while. And it was a huge hit. It was it's become a show that is kind of synonymous with game shows in general. I'd yeah. say it's definitely one of the top four game show i think you put it right up there with jeopardy wheel of fortune and price is right yeah. those are like the four mainstays of the daily game show world yeah and i would and say I, wacky you think this show is wacky? i think that game shows can fall into certain categories we've done jeopardy trivia, is not wacky a trivia a strong heavy jeopardy you know um a wheel of fortune i think is leaning more towards the wacky yeah air uh, aspect mm-hmm. And I think that Family Feud is just 100% has set up a camp and they're tenting. Has set up a camp and they're tent. <laughs> what? Has set up a tent. And they're, and they're tenting. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the, have you seen the, the Jamaican uh, version of Tentings I Hate About You? <laughs> that was the they worst joke. They are setting that was just up the worst a joke. tent and they're camping in the wacky area. And I think... They have also set up a flag. I'm saying that they, they are. Have a, they have like, a tent and a flag. What's up? We, like on the moon? Like we have on the moon? Right. Like we. Is that flag still there? You, I mean, there's you know? no atmosphere, right? So there's nothing. Like there's no wind to knock it over. Right. So it's, it's, not being, it's not being whipped by the wind. So it's not uh, shaggy on the ends. Not... I think there is an atmosphere. I think it's a very thin atmosphere maybe. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'm wrong. I feel like watching all those fake moon landing videos, it's like, <laughs> look, it moved. There's no atmosphere. How does it yeah. move in an atmosphere? Like he kicked it with his foot. Well, like, no, my favorite is like, oh, there's no atmosphere. Why can't you see all the stars in the background? There's nothing that would block it. And it's like, well, it's a camera from 1969. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, do you think cameras from 1969 are just amazing? Like super high def? Those well, they are, are now. far away. Well, they are now. 1969 cameras are now? Yeah. Reverse technology. Oh. What I'm saying is... The tenting. The tenting. They're in the wacky area, and that's yes. what I think of. And I do that's think it, it, it is up there against Jeopardy. I don't think it's as respected, maybe, as Jeopardy in the... Because you don't have to be smart to be on this show. 
Well, I mean, it helps you, but no, you don't have to be right. smart. You just have to... Actually, yeah, I would agree. No, I, I agree. You need to be as normal or average as possible. That's true. And that's, that's when you succeed true. in this that's show. That's the key. Being very average. Because, so, we'll explain the rules for people who have never watched Family Feud before. There are two families. Mm-hmm. Five members each. Minimum age of 15. <laughs> and at least one person has to be 18. Those okay. are the qualifications. You can't have a bunch of sixteen-year-olds because somebody, would get yeah, way it too would, crazy. It would, it would get wild, yeah, fast. It would Lord of the Flies situation. Right. And we know how teenagers were in the seventies. Lord of the Flies, yes, situation. Mm-hmm. So you've got two teams of five. There are questions put up on the board that are polls. So and it'll. It, it will always be we asked 100 people. Sometimes it will just be as simple as we asked 100 people. Sometimes it will be we asked 100 men, we asked 100 women, mm. we asked 100 college students, we asked 100 dentists, things like that. Nine out of 10 Nine. of them did not respond or did <laughs> respond to the survey. So that, that's, the, that's the setup. And it starts with the one member of each family going up to the podium where there are buzzers and the host then reads the question or the the survey question we asked 100 dentists what is the strangest thing you've ever seen somebody bring into your office okay and then they buzz in whoever buzzes in first says a dog that was gonna be mine yeah well you didn't buzz in fast enough and they say survey says and we see if dog is up there. And if it is the number one answer, you win the toss up here, basically. If it is on the board, but not the number one answer, or if it's not on the board, the other person from the other family now has the ability to give their own answer. And if it ranks higher up on the board than yours does, they win control. Okay. At this point, you can choose whether you want to play the board or to pass it to the other family. The reason for each of those choices being, if you are in possession of the board, you go down the line, starting with the next family member in the row, asking them the same question. They try to give another answer that is up on the board. And every answer that was answered at least twice is up on the board. Nothing that was answered once is on the board. Every answer that was given at least twice is on the board. So sometimes there are three answers. Sometimes there are eight answers. Yeah. And you've got three strikes. So if it's up on the board, it moves on to the next person who gives their answer. If it's not, you get a strike, and then Oof. it moves on to the next person. And and it goes, it, was, it, was it always a hard red X? I believe from so, From inception? Yes. yes, they would overlay a big X on the screen for okay. you to tell you that you are wrong Creative. and bad, yeah. <laughs> and you should feel bad. So it would go on until either you've answered all of them, mm-hmm. and you win the board. Or you get three strikes, and now the other family has a chance to steal. To be better. Right, to be better than you. And so they have to now give one answer, and if that one answer is up on the board, they steal. And if it's not, the original family wins that round. Mm. So points are awarded based on the sum of all of the answers that are up there on the board when... Either they fill out the entire board or 
they get three strikes. The steal answer does not count towards the point total. Okay. So if, if family one has gotten 73 points up on the board and the other family steals and that answer is 16 points or whatever, mm-hmm. they don't get 89. They just get the 73 points that were oh, already okay. up there. The end goal has kind of changed a bit throughout the course of the series. Like it was a 200-point goal, then it was a 300-point goal, and like the third puzzle was double points, and then it moved to 400 at some point. So it kind of shifted a little bit over time. And right now, it's there are four rounds, and is the first to... 300 and if nobody gets to 300 after four rounds there's a tiebreaker question basically where it's just the number one answer of a survey and it's like the uh the toss-up at the beginning of each round where there's one person from each family up at the front trying to buzz in and be the first to get that number one answer if neither of them get the number one answer then it goes alternating to the other family members one, one, one. on the team. One, 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 depending on who buzzed in first. So it's like men's pickup softball. They're yeah. like, we're only going to play six innings. Like, you guys, we're not playing a full right. game. And if it goes into extra innings, you get one pitch. <laughs> you get one, and it's either an out move or this a hit, along a little a bit, gentlemen. Exactly. So it's just like men's recreational softball in that sense. Okay. And in many other senses. In the sense that... You think a lot of these people might be drunk, potentially. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, but for, for those reasons, it is quite an entertaining show. Because it's very, very easy to play along at home. Yes. It is a game that you are constantly shouting at the TV with your answers. And anytime somebody gives another answer, you're either like, oh, yeah, or what? Yeah. This person's a moron. Yeah. Which I am, I have been humbled by an earlier match uh, game, or what was it called? Um, newlywed game. Mm-hmm. I judged people who didn't know their spouses, I judged people who didn't answer correctly on Family Feud. Mm-hmm. I judge people who I think aren't doing well under the lights. It sounds like then, you do a lot of judging. Do you want to talk then about that? Then I went under the lights. There's only one person that can judge me. On My this wife, podcast. She does a lot. <laughs> right. Then I went under the lights on this podcast, and I was asked newlywed answers, questions. Right. My answers did not line up Correct. with my wife's. I recall. I understand now what it's like to be under we have four lights guys this is movie magic <laughs> we have four lights shining on our faces right now that's true and in the heat of the moment i was not able to answer correctly so i i understand yelling at people and maybe i would challenge you next time to maybe not yell at them so loudly and understand that they're under a high pressure situation wow uh and also to, to piggyback on what you said earlier i think what also makes us enjoyable uh-huh is the stream of consciousness. People don't aren't given a whole bunch of time to think of their answers. Yeah. So random things are coming out of people's mouths. Really weird things a lot of yeah. times that don't make any sense yeah. whatsoever. It's, it was literally like word association. Yeah, or like I don't they'll know. like rhyme it with the last <laughs> successful answer or something. And it's like, no, that's not where we're playing at all. I don't know why you... It was like things that might kill you. And the person says bears. And it was up on the board. And the next person is like, 
shares. It's like a, like a, like a big group of the sing. Like if you cloned the singer, <laughs> do you believe in love? And they're all they're all coming at you. Yeah, you I'm know? terrified. I'm terrified you know? right now, sitting next to you. And then Steve Harvey just makes a face like, yeah. What do you think? Do you know what Steve Harvey looks like without a mustache? I don't want to know. I imagine it's very different. Do you think there's like just a a huge gap between his lip and his (laughs) tongue? Like, no, I don't think so. I think he just has a very thick mustache because it covers all of his lip, right? His upper lip. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's large. He's got a big, big old mustache. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you you never know with someone like that. Like, I can see your lip uh, from the bottom of your nose to the upper of your lip, right? Um, Because you refuse to let your mustache grow thick. Right, because it gets too long. It gets in my way when I'm like eating. It That's why you brush it to the side. Then you have a handlebar mustache, and everybody gives you attention, and it's awesome. Women or men? I mean, mostly men. Right, exactly. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I remember when you had a handlebar mustache. It pops though. It's like, hey, nah, sick mustache. Sick. Nice. And then and then a guy starts buying you drinks, and you're like, this is the best ever. And then like he won't stop talking to you as he's buying you drinks, and, and you're like, oh wait a minute. And he's like, we should text. <laughs> <laughs> like right now? No, like later. Later tonight. Oh, okay. What are you doing? So. Then there's the then there's the fast money segment. So the winning family at the end goes into fast money, mm. and fast money is five questions. Two family members, the three of them that are probably the worst at the game, yeah. hopefully, or at least like the most passive. So somebody else like steamrolls their way to the front of the line, which I I you can't let that happen. You got to not choose one of the idiots at the end of the line that's not very good at the game. You can't let them in the I saw line. that happen on an episode of Don't recently and it was hard to watch. Yeah, exactly. So the hopefully the two best family members at the game are chosen for the fast money. One is sent off the stage into a soundproof booth and the other one uh it stays out there with the host. They put the number one answer or they put five blanks up on the board basically. And you have, so when the show first debuted, you only had 15 seconds. It wasn't upgraded to 20 seconds until years later. Wow. Which 15 seconds with five questions is almost impossible. It's, it becomes word association where you're just giving the first. (laughs) Right. And I mean, they have to ask the questions. So you've got no time to get through all five of these. So the host, when they finish reading the first question, that is when the timer starts so it will be um what age is the best age to start dating and you give an answer 17 and then they start the host reads the next question immediately afterwards on and on until they get through all five and you can pass and if you do pass you can come back to that question only when you've given an answer for all of the other questions okay and either time runs out or you get through all five questions. At that point, they uh, reveal the number of people that answered the answer that the contestant did and sum those up into a total. Okay. The goal here is to for the two people combined, the two family members to combine for at least 200 points. So you have to average 20 per answer. Okay. So now they give that total. They wipe all the answers off the board. So the other family member coming out 
can't see the answers that have been given already. And now they add five seconds to the timer. So either 20 in the original or 25 seconds nowadays. I've never watched a full episode of Family Feud. Really? I did not know this section existed. What? You're, everything you're saying to me right now is completely new. Why? I guess I've only just watched compilation videos <laughs> did a lot of, of ridiculous answers that people have given. And then Steve Harvey's <laughs> voice mm-hmm. or like, you know, a face to the camera. Yeah. So the second person now goes through the same thing. However, they have five extra seconds because if they give an answer that the other person already gave, mm-hmm. they get a and they have to give another answer. So same thing, you get through all five questions or the 25 seconds runs out. And then we see the results of each of those answers. And again, the goal is to get to 200. Sometimes like the first person gets 160. So, and they tell you, they tell you, well, John got 160. So you only need 40 points. So now I feel like the pressure is really on. Yeah. Because you just got to be like, oh, I just have to not be a complete idiot. Yeah. Which is, I feel like, is going to make you more likely to be For sure. a complete idiot. If you, keep, if you tell yourself not to do something in your head, you end up doing it. That's why yeah. I'm always like, don't wake up and grind. Like, uh, Don't wake up and grind this morning. Don't wake up grind? and like, entrepreneur this morning. <laughs> because you don't wake, then, up, don't wake up and succeed this morning. So then you do wake up and grind and, and I succeed grind and, and I an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. <laughs> Dude, I entrepreneured so hard today. Wow. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. I'm very proud. And that's the game. If you get to 200, you win the grand prize. Originally, that grand prize was $5,000 when the show started. Uh, A few years later, it got upgraded to $10,000. Okay. Now I'm awake a little bit. And then around 2000, it got upgraded to $20,000. Okay. I'm buying a Hyundai. Congrats. Well... Here's a, new, here's a new little twist for you, no Mr. Hyundai. So starting in, I think, 1999 or so, or no, sorry, 2009 or so, if your family wins five consecutive days, because the winning family returns oh, okay. for the next show, and if your family wins five consecutive shows, you're done, first of all. You're out. But... You get a car on your way out. What kind of car? Chevy Vega? Shitty one. (laughs) I mean, whatever. A Hyundai. (laughs) So. Sorry, we can't all be cool and have Teslas like you, dude. That is unfortunate. Sorry, I killed that lady in the the car wreck that you were in recently. Did she end up dying? (laughs) She did. No, she did not end up dying in the fender bender that I was in recently. Oh, that's right. You said fender bender. Yes, the little. It was a little fender bender. It just did $7,000 worth of damage. Oh, my, my God. Yeah. Why? Was that, was that one headlight for the Tesla? Uh, well, no. I mean, headlights are more two, expensive than two that. Two headlights. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a Tesla. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. You're making me blush. Dude, I can sit in my car and play Space Invader. That's true. I know. Um, so, yeah. You, you win a car if you won five shows. Originally, they let you go up to $25,000. So... I guess you would have to win the fast money portion five times in a row, really, to do that in five shows. Because now you can lose the fast money every time. Okay. But you keep, get, to, get to keep coming back still because you won yeah. the show. Um, Richard Dawson is not the host anymore because he's not as alive as you want 
a host to be. He's not as lively as you. Want I your would host watch. To be. I think I would rather watch Richard Dawson's dead Whoa. body on strings over some other host. Honestly, some puppet stuff. I, I'm, I'm being I'm being honest right now. I would rather watch that than Adam Scott. Oh, on um, don't. Yeah. Wow. I hope Adam Scott doesn't listen to this because I sent him a few spec scripts that I've been working on. I was, ho- <laughs> I was hoping. He would, I was hoping. Uh, he yeah, I, thought, I think you'd be really on this uh, um, game show. I'd say it's called Can't. And yeah. well, the script I sent him it was like this. Uh, so you know that Shakespeare play, The Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, a modern day Jamaican reimagining of that. What's it called? Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and there's tents also. <laughs> Everybody's tenting in it. <laughs> Everybody's tenting. So Richard Dawson hosted until uh, it was first canceled in 1985. It was no longer the number one game show in the ratings by 1985. Wow. Shows like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune existed by that point, kind of took over, and the show was canceled. However, it was revived in 1988. And that was hosted by a guy named Ray Combs until 1994. He sounds cool. I'll talk about Ray Combs in a minute. Until okay. 1994, where Richard Dawson took back over for one year. What? The show was struggling. And so they're like, let's just bring Richard Dawson yeah. back. And it didn't work. Yeah. And so it was canceled in 1995. It was revived in 1999 with your boy, Louis Anderson. Oh, my gosh. Life with Louie. Life with Louie and Baskets, which is a renowned show everybody knows about. He, he's won Emmys for that, though, for Baskets. He, he played Zach Galifianakis' mom. Yeah, but show. I feel like when people win Emmys, I don't know. I the guess that's more Oscars. The public doesn't really care that much. You know, Oscar. I feel like when people win Oscars, You're like, was, I've never even heard it was of that liked movie. by 40 very, pop, or very powerful people in Hollywood. Wow, I guess I'll tell Christian Bale you don't give a fuck. Hey, Christian Bale, don't bail, man. Okay, I gotta go. Don't you don't bail either. Oh, okay. So it came back with Louis Anderson, who I don't know if he's we've talked about to tell the truth, which is hosted by Anthony Anderson. I don't know if they're related at all. If game show hosting is in Probably their not. genes. Probably not. Anderson's a pretty common Why? I mean, last oh, because Louis Anderson's fat. You don't think he's related to Anthony Anderson? Your last name's Anderson. Baker. It's pretty common. I don't think every baker I meet is related to you. Well, sorry. Um, he hosted it for a few years. There were a few hosts that he changed about every four years for a little while. It was oh, it was like the uh, like the election. It's, it's like just American it's politics. just like presidents okay. exactly. Um, and then so Louis Anderson was president for four years, and then there were a lot of irregularities. Uh, and Richard Carn stole the hosting job of the show. There were there were a lot of lawsuits and things like that. Okay, and Richard Carn became the host of the show. How did Richard Car- was this like a he was still riding that Al Borland high from Home Improvement? Okay. This is like the second time this month we've talked about Home Improvement yeah. on this podcast, which is not enough, quite frankly. I think I would be able to do a podcast where we review every single episode of Home Improvement. I think I would enjoy that podcast. And I think I would like more it the than most when that one boy was just um goth. Mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did turn goth for a little while there. Yeah. And then uh, Brad broke his leg and couldn't get in. It was a soccer scholarship. He was a UCLA, huge soccer player, yep. And he got caught with weed. Yes, because he was smoking drugs to Coke. drown out the failure. Yeah. That was a very special episode. That was a special. Those were the... 
They don't really do those anymore because everything is really intense now. Speaking of 15-year-old girls getting wet, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was on that show. Oh, my God. You talked about it earlier, not me. You brought it, re-brought it back up. That's just as bad. How how could I talk about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT, and not bring that up? He was everybody's dream crush when we were in school. I went to, um, you know who my dream crush was? It was, JTT was in... Tom, a Tom Sawyer movie, and whoever his female counterpart was. Oh, Becky? Was. The girl yes. who played Becky on that? Yes. I looked this up literally like... She did. Three weeks ago. No, she's not. She... I can't remember. I, she I just specifically looked it up. And to be clear, I was 13 when this movie was a thing. I mean, I probably still think she's hot now. But, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I can't remember who it was. Okay. I, I can't remember if she's ever done anything. Fact check. Send us your fact checks at yeah. Come On Down yeah. Show. Fact check. Is the girl who played Becky in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer hot? Remember when he fell out of the ceiling of his own funeral in yes, that movie? Yes, yeah. I do. Probably like the book. Um, and I like my favorite part of that, uh, of that movie that I looked up recently. And so this is back in my memory yeah. is... So if you remember Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, the, there's, like in Huck Finn specifically, there's a lot of controversy in schools and stuff of them teaching that book and reading that right. book because there's a character who is named... Uh, a racial slur. A racial slur. And then his actual name. Jim. Yeah. And so there's a lot of debate about that. Luckily... Not this a lot was, of debate. <laughs> what do you... Well, I mean, a lot of debate about whether they should read it Teach in it schools. in schools. Okay. Not a lot of debate about whether that's a bad word yeah. to say or not. Because, yes, it is. Some schools in Mississippi don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, this movie was made in the 90s. So, I, obviously, they weren't going... And it was a children's movie. Obviously, yeah. they weren't going to do that. So, the good news is... They were very politically correct in the 90s, so they changed that character's name to Injun Joe. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so the whole time they're saying Injun Joe Injun the whole Joe, movie? Yeah. yeah pretty oh, funny. Oh, man. Uh, not allowed. He couldn't even be a football team now. So, yeah. so why are we talking? Oh, we're talking about home improvement. Richard Karn was the next host. <laughs> so Richard Karn hosted for a little while. Yeah. And then John O'Hurley took over. Uh, I probably know him best. Also from as... Home Improvement. Can we talk more about Home Improvement? <laughs> <laughs> I probably know him best from Seinfeld, where he played Jay Peterman, Elaine's boss. Oh, yeah. Okay. For, uh, they had the catalog and whatnot, the Jay Peterman catalog. He took over until 2010. And then he felt that the producers and writers on the show... We're skewing it a little too raunchy. Okay. A little... It was a little inappropriate for his take. He he thought there was a little bit too much intentional double entendre Mm -hmm. going on, which is very clear that there is a lot of intentional double entendre going on. And he thought it should be more family-focused. And so he was out. And he was replaced... By the very family-friendly Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. So he's been the host for 10 years now, Steve Harvey. 10 years. Actually, the longest time period that anybody has hosted Family Feud, Steve Harvey. Oh, okay. Family Feud. I thought you were going to say yeah, ever. No, no. We talk about Pat Sajak, remember? Yeah. Um, but Richard Dawson has hosted the most episodes of Family Feud because he had like over 3,000 episodes in the 
10 years that he was the host. Wow. I don't think that um, Steve Harvey comes close to that because Richard Dawson, as we've talked about with some other game shows, he was doing a network version and a syndicated version at the same time. So they were doing like two episodes per day many times. And there was a little bit of a difference. This was very interesting to me between the network and the syndicated version. We talked about how the family wins, they come back and there's some sort of cap on however many times they can come back on the syndicated version. The families never came back. You you were they on. Took the, them out back. You were. Yeah, it was. It was like a uh, old Yeller situation oh, with no. these families after they won. So you were on for one episode, and that's it. You either won or you lost, and then you were done. And there were two new families for the next episode. And I thought, why is that only for the syndicated version? And the reason for that is because they did something that was called uh, like bicycling or something like that. Uh, tape bicycling, yeah. Okay. So it was basically a really cheap way for the syndicators to not produce as many tapes as there were affiliates that were airing the show. So if you're syndicated to 100 markets, let's say, yeah, you have to, at this point in time, before digital technology... You have to reprint a hundred tapes and send them to all these one hundred people so that they could air the tape on their network. Yeah. What tape bicycling was was they would only produce twenty tapes and send it to Phoenix and be like, "Hey, run this show, and then could you send it to Albuquerque?" <laughs> and then they send it on to Albuquerque, and then Albuquerque would run the show and then send it on to El Paso. And then El Paso would air the show and send it on to Dallas. And then Dallas would... So they only had to produce 20 tapes and they would just have them send it to each other. So around the the country, there was no chance that everybody was watching the same episodes on yeah. the same days because of this. And people were often receiving the tapes all out of order. So they couldn't have the families come back because you would just see a family that you saw three weeks ago all of a sudden pop up again yeah. if they did that. So for those reasons, they just had families on for one episode. So nobody would ever, if you were just in El Paso or whatever, you would never notice there was anything weird because you would never see anything out of order. You would just see two wow. new families every single episode. So it's like take one, pass it. <laughs> exactly. It was <laughs> it was just the lazy, cheap, like, well, we, we really don't want to do all that. So could you guys just keep forwarding this? It was like a chain letter. That's so smart. Yeah. And, that's you like, to, that's and if you when, didn't send it on, you had five years of bad luck. Bad luck. And you're God, I died. forgot about, dude, those were all over the internet for so long. Yeah, I mean, my grandma's probably still like. I think they're all over Facebook now. They haven't you seen like all like some like some of the people that you're friends with on Facebook or some of the going back like to people the, that going you back went, to the sponsor, fourth going back with. to the sponsor of our show. It's like share this if you have the bravery to say that you're a Christian online. Yeah, and tag seven people to share it too or whatever. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, unless you listen to this podcast, in which case, wow, you're brave. You're so brave. You're so brave. Look at yourself in the mirror. If you're driving, just a quick glance. That's what bravery looks you're like. You're so brave. <laughs> you're so brave. So that was that was an interesting thing that I learned about syndication, and that was a it, that that's one of the things that reminds me that people that are successful are not always the hardest working, smartest people. You got to think. You got to be smarter, not lazy. Harder. You got to be lazy to 
find the motivation and the path to a more efficient way. Right. The the key is ingenuity that supports your laziness basically. Right. You have to have you have to you have to justify your laziness and that justification needs to be a better or more efficient way of doing whatever you're trying to not do more of. Right. So Steve Harvey's been the host since 2010. He's the so the longest brave. time ever. He's so He's brave. He's very brave. He's a Christian man. He shares yeah. all of these memes on Facebook. Very true. <laughs> He what when he became host, the ratings improved, and that's why he's been host for so long because the ratings have been really good. With it's kind of moved up into back into that tier that we talked about it being in earlier with the Jeopardies and the Wheel of Fortune. I think it's the number three game show behind those oh, wow. two in the country, <clears throat> and it has been for basically his whole stay on the show. He is very popular i mean his snl keenan does a steve harvey impersonation yeah. on snl all the time they have family feud because the, of course there have been celebrity family feud and things like that throughout the years so that's generally how they parody it on snl yeah. they'll do this so they can work out impressions and stuff like that but they do the the celebrity family feuds type stuff uh on one-offs here and there or for a week, they'll do that as a primetime special or something along those lines because I think it is just syndicated for the most part right now. Yeah. But <clears throat> he he's... I need another drink. Okay. So if you want to... I'm okay, you, just you in the kitchen. Listen, you keep listening. I'm just in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I can, I'm going to do this quietly so you don't have to edit out a whole bunch of... And so you don't... So the guy downstairs doesn't come up here and shoot you? No, it's for editing. Okay. So Steve Harvey's been the host for 11 years now. It's gotten quite popular i think it's become a very popular show with the black community in that time you definitely tend to see now a lot more black families on the show like it's basically half of the families on the show are black and a lot of times i get a little uncomfortable because almost every episode seems to be like black family versus white family i leave for 10 fucking seconds and you start bringing up race relations. Well, yeah, you never let me speak my truth when you're here. So, so I turn this into my alt-right talk show while you're gone. Welcome back to If You Ain't White, You Ain't Right. Whoa, okay. that's I wasn't taking it that far. It's kind of inappropriate. Um, but yeah, Steve Harvey's very popular. He, he is big, is what I will say about Steve Harvey. He, like a big man? Well, he is, but he is big in his reactions. He oh, is, okay. Personality yes, and, and he's physical. He's, yes, exactly. That's what got I mean. It. He's got a big personality. He is very over the top. He gives, like I think, I, somewhat ironically, I think on, I've read that on, on SNL, a lot of the times scripts will say, like, Keenan does a reaction because Keenan is very good at giving humorous reaction shots. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I view Steve Harvey as well. People give answers. And like, I mean, the question can be like, we asked 100 women what they like to put in their vagina. And then the person will say like, penis. And Steve Harvey will be like, oh my God. Oh, what what are you saying? And like the, the biggest, like the most shocked face in the world. And it's like, 
you wanted them to say penis yeah. with this question. Right. Obviously, the answer to this question is penis. And then penis is the number one. And it, whew, I don't know. I don't know if I can even. I can't even. Is is what she said up on the board? Like, yeah. it's very, very over the top. And that's where the a majority of the entertainment value of the show comes from at this point is Steve Harvey stomping around the stage. Um, Freaking out about the answer. Exactly. Given. Just absolutely having a fit that somebody gave an answer that is almost certainly going to be <laughs> yeah. the, the correct answer. Not one of the word association jumbled nonsense answers. Yeah. So I think he's very he's very good at giving those big reactions that people find very entertaining. And I, and I know it sounds like your opinion is an anti-Steve Harvey opinion in general. What? And I'm not a big fan of Steve Harvey as a comedian or as a human a lot okay. of the times. But I, defin- I definitely understand why he is a really good fit for this show. It definitely keeps the energy up. He does He's a the great opposite job of interacting Adam with Scott. people. <laughs> the, the opposite <laughs> of your good friend Adam Scott. And Adam, that's not my opinion. Listen, if you get if you get my script, Adam, he had nothing listen, to do with it. Adam, don't listen to him. He, he had he's nothing just to do with to it. You. Adam, listen to me. Ninety nine percent of the things that you've done, I've enjoyed, and they're great. You just you don't look at me. You don't bring it to set. Who are you talking and I think to? you know Where are you, you don't bring it to set. I know you do. It's a look, we all cry. It's fine. You need to bring the Adam Scott everybody loves and the Adam Scott you love inside to set every day. You understand me? I get out there. Well, that was I know I'm not Adam Scott, but I'm kind of inspired mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. And I think you would be you. good on a game show. Really? Yeah. Like as a contestant or as a host? I think, ooh, dang. What would I be better at? Would I be a James Holtzauer or an Alex Trebek? I think you would be good on a trivia show because you could bring the smart part of it and also you have entertainment in your blood. So you're bringing kind of a combined package to the contestant portion. And I do have a prescription for that, by the way, just right. to be clear. Right, well, obviously. Like, you pick it up at CVS. Yeah. Or Walgreens. CVS is a drive through pharmacy, by the way. That's how fucked up our country is. It's like, <laughs> drive through pharmacy. Hi, I'm here for my pills. Here you go. America. What, are you working on your stand-up right now? Is it good? No. <laughs> Don't do, take it out. Take this out of your tight <laughs> five, please. <laughs> Damn it, now I have a tight four. <laughs> I yeah, never I, go through the drive-thru at CVS, by the way, because I don't want to be there for a year and a half because that's how real, long it takes I've them. seen it go quickly. Oh, I hate I it. I go into I the ne- store I always and go they in. make me wait. They, they choose those people first. Yeah, but it still takes forever with those people. Like, because if you're third in line at the drive-thru, you're never going to. It's going to be an hour before <laughs> Just you go see home. somebody. Because they're like, oh, what was the name on it? Um, you know, So your your doctor says you're supposed to take these... One a day by mouth. Yeah, I. It's first of all, it's gonna say that on the bottle. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, the doctor told me about it. Yeah, 
Third of all, give me the fucking What I don't understand about the pharmacy. Your CVSs in your little suburb sections sound crap because the what? Dallas CVSs are quick and fast and efficient. And they only read your medications out to people on the intercom <laughs> once. And it was one time. Oh, okay. To the pharmacists that are listening out there, you're going to have to reach out and explain to me. Like, what takes so long? It's like I drop off the prescription. They're like, yeah, you can come pick it up in two hours. And I'm like, you've got bottles there. You've got pills there. Put them in there and hand it to me. You're not in the front of the queue. Your same situation well, has that. happened a hundred times the do day it for before. for the first person that gets there. There's no way it takes more than two minutes to do that. That's a precise thing they need to do. They have to count it. Mm. One pill, two pill, three pill. With their and they have to covered fingers? Yeah. I'm just telling you, I don't think... It, I think pharmacists have it a lot harder than you think. And you better thank God. They work at CVS and make six figures. Like, come on. That's a pretty sweet gig. And they get a store discount on drugs, gummy bears, and (laughs) (laughs) if they want to do the shopping there. Have you ever done an actual shop at CVS? I've tried. It's like impossible. They don't have enough of the stuff that you need. Really? Yeah. Because they don't have like bread. Do they even have carts? Uh, No, they have uh, baskets. baskets. They just have baskets. They don't have like bread. They don't have deli meat. Like, you can. I mean, if you want, if your shopping trip includes like milk combos and diet Dr Pepper, <laughs> you're set. You're set. CBS also, you need to be taking to multivitamins. You need. They've got those too. Is the good news? Nature Zone. <laughs> they don't have Centrum. I was there the other day. I got mad because is Centrum the all in one. I mean, it's just one of the vitamins or one a day. They don't have Centrum. They didn't have one a day either. Centrum is the brand name, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I was looking for one a day. I don't take, I don't, uh, you know, no big deal, but I don't have to take multivitamins because I eat vegetables. I do too. Well, then why are you taking vitamins? To get, make sure I get more because I'm losing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. We can move on. And I need that biotin. The, what were we talking about? I'm just, we were talking about Steve Harvey and his big personality. Yeah. He's got a big personality. You asked me if I thought you'd be better right. at. Uh, oh I yeah, hope these, being, I hope these episodes go back to back because I just—that's my superhero. Your last dude. episode, you talked about how you've got a good short-term memory and you can you can breadcrumb your way back. God, yes. And you did it again, and I appreciate it because I can't. I was just going to start talking about something completely different, and that's fine. Which I'm going to do that's now anyway, but I've got a segue. Right. So. <laughs> a segue of remembering what we were talking about. Yeah. So, so I—I I, I was going to say I remember watching all of these hosts at one point. Or another, mm-hmm. like on TV, on reruns, on Game Show Network, whatever it is. Okay. Except I couldn't remember Ray Combs. And maybe that's because I'm familiar with all these other people from their other work. Mm-hmm. Like I know who Steve, I knew who Steve Harvey was before he was the host of Family Feud. I knew Louis Anderson, Richard Carr, and John O'Hurley before they were the host of Family Feud. Yeah. I'd seen Richard Dawson in Match Game and Hogan's Heroes, etc. I didn't really know anything about Ray Combs, so maybe that, that was why he didn't stick with me. I looked him up. He was kind of forgettable. He wasn't, wasn't great. And I mean, I think that that's why they replaced him. And I was going to come on here and I was going to bag on Ray Combs a little uh, bit. Yes. It's, are we, do we have a, a comeback story or an underdog gonna, story? I was going to bag on Ray Combs a little bit. Then, okay. then I looked into a little more about Ray Combs' life. He was a, he was a comedian. He kind of got his break. Johnny Carson discovered him. Uh, huge break. He, right. He, he, he kind of came up in that world. He you know, another huge break. He became the host of this reboot of Family Feud in 1988. Yeah. And then, you know, ratings were suffering. They decided to replace him with Richard Dawson. He didn't take it very well. He hanged himself. 
Is that the comeback story? You I were want people for? to think that episode stopped <laughs> and they turned it off. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah, I know. Did he leave a note? Do we know that he specifically was like, fuck you world, you... I mean, so so he... he was he in the pharmacy to get his medication? <laughs> it took it way, too way too long. He, so he, uh, the police were called to his house one day because of a disturbance. Okay. That's never good. When the police are called for a disturbance, that doesn't sound good. Somebody's getting hit. Yeah. So his house was kind of torn apart, and he was banging his head against the wall repeatedly. Okay. And he was taken to the hospital and put in the 72-hour psychiatric hold observation thing. Yeah. They didn't do a great job observing because they found him in the closet with his sheets tied around his observation. neck. In under psychiatric observation. The whole reason he was there was so that people would make sure that he didn't kill himself. And he did. Wow. So they should feel really naughty. They should feel really bad about that. Naughty? Naughty. Well, it's Christmas. Not the I'm, right trying to, word. I'm trying to keep it with the Christmas theme. Okay? Oh, God. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. He, his feud. And by the his... way, if you think this story isn't about Christmas, then go watch It's a Wonderful Life, which is all about suicide, That's okay? Yeah. It's a movie about suicide, and people are like, it's a Christmas classic. No, it's a movie about a guy trying to kill himself. Well, That's also, suicide, depressing. suicides <laughs> happen most frequently at this time of the year. That is true, right? Yeah. It's a, because it, this whole time of year is about, it's about being happiness together and, and joy. And, yeah. Yeah. and if you're lonely, and especially now in 2020, rubbed in your 22 face. million people lost their jobs. Nobody's able to be together now. There's rules. Right. Everything that we like about the season. I mean, we can still send gifts. Thank God Amazon exists. You can just click a couple clicks and get a gift sent to somebody. You can still watch Holiday on Netflix now streaming. Is that like last? What would you? Was that like last Christmas? I mean, last Christmas was a major, major motion picture released in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So I hold it to a much higher standard than I hold the Netflix original movie Holiday to. So on that spectrum, I would grade Holiday better. Yeah. Holiday, by the way. We watched Holiday. You did? Yeah. So it starts at Christmas, and I guess it ends at Christmas, but most of the movie isn't at Christmas at all. It's like 90% not Christmas. Yeah. But it's a Christmas movie, they say. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought there were some funny parts in it. Yeah. I was surprised that it was a rated R movie. I didn't That was rated anticipate. R? I mean, there were some F-bombs in there. Multiple. More than the one that you're allotted in a PG-13. Oh, wow. Um, and there was like some sex scenes and stuff. So, I mean, like, kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not like seeing Dong, but we're not that lucky. <laughs> That's R-rated to you? As soon as a dong pops out, it's R? According to the Motion Picture Association of America, not me. They, you I can't don't make see the dong ratings. in an R-rated movie. You can see dong in an R-rated movie. You can't. You can see erect dong. I don't know if about erect. dong. That's what I'm saying. That's why you can't see it in a. In a uh, sorry, you can't see R-rated dong Merry, in a sex scene. Merry Christmas. What's your? Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I think a lot of people have a favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, for sure. What's that? Home Alone Three. <laughs> 
Because of Scarlett Johansson's performance? No, because you wouldn't let me watch it with your wife. No, I made you watch it. I wouldn't let you. Nope. We wanted to rent it and you were pooping in the toilet and you said, how much is it? And we were like, it's $4. And you were like, no, we can't spend money. This is slight revision. And me and your wife laughed so hard, but we were also so broken. You wanted to watch Home Alone, the original. No. No. Let me me tell you, because you're wrong about this. You wanted to watch the original. I will breadcrumb you to death, dude. (laughs) You can ask my wife. This is long term. This is not my damn... You wanted to watch the first or the second. However, neither of those were available on Netflix. And Home Alone 3, that doesn't have Macaulay Culkin or anything... Was but on was, Netflix. It's still just as and good I was like, and wholesome. And I was like, it's the same thing. Let's just watch Home Alone 3 because it doesn't cost us four ninety nine. It was rent. literally like $4 I was or $5. saving to buy a house, okay? You asshole. Uh, the podcast wasn't paying the bills at that point in time. You asshole. And so, so your wife didn't remember it either correctly then, right? Because she texted me, remember when he Baker wouldn't let us listen? No, I made you watch Home Alone 3. That she's she complains about it all the time. And it involved like the North Koreans hiding a device a in a, it was remote a chip. control car. A chip underneath a remote control that was that was uh, did the old whoopsie daisy. We bumped into somebody. A mom took it home to her kid. Now yeah. her kid's got a North Korean chip. That's like <laughs> it was about missiles and stuff. Yeah, it was about terrorists. And yes, it was a little darker than the first couple. It was not just the sticky uh, bandits. Yeah, I mean the, the, the movies wet are pretty the first dark, one. but yes, for sure. It was, I mean, it was bigger. It there was, was no terrorism was bigger, yeah. in the first and second one. It was just bad parenting. Yeah. So, do you have a real answer for a favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, Home Alone. Okay, That's for sure, Home Alone by far. By far, That's yeah, a good one. I don't know if I have a favorite. There's a lot of movies that I always. You're that kind of person. Watch. You're that Christmas. kind of person. What does that mean? Hey, I'm gonna start a conversation. Hey, uh. Let's go around the room. Like, what is y'all's favorite <laughs> thing? And it gets back to you, and you're like, "It's really hard to put a favorite." On I love, it. I so love, easy. I love it all. I don't like to, I don't like to put things in boxes like you guys do. I don't, I don't distill, I don't distill everything about love and joy down into one little thing and just pack it into one hour and forty five minutes like you do. I let the season, the spirit of the season, kind of overcome me all throughout yeah. the the, uh-huh. the Christmas time. Right. But and then then some, and then somebody and then you love the attention so much. By ten minutes later, people are like, "What's your movie?" And you're like, "Rep Room for a Dream." Let me tell you why. And you're like, "No, I just got that on 4K." Um, why would you ever want to see that movie better? Well, I just like it's like, can you can you actually see the drugs going through the veins? I want to see more rotting arm flesh. Uh huh. Cool. But I every Christmas Eve we always watch Love Actually. I enjoy it. It's okay. I like it. It's every time I watch it, I feel like I notice more things that don't make sense or are confusing about it. Okay. But I enjoy it every time still. And I feel like there's there's some like woke backlash against it recently, which is annoying. For so what, I watch what it love harder. story? Um, like a lot like I saw something that was like it's problematic that this that the um Colin Firth character falls in love with this woman when that's working for him as a maid when he has that power dynamic over her. Okay. Okay. Like, why is that? A, what, that's fucking stupid. I, uh, jo- so John is doing that, uh, creativity advent calendar and I had to ask a family member or friend their favorite Christmas movie and why. And my aunt said her favorite Christmas movie was love actually. And she had an interesting take on it. She said that it combined 
so many different types of love. I do like that about into it. one like seam. She said it does leave out like a homosexual love experience, mm-hmm. but everything she said it just hits a lot of different unique stories, and then that common thread is like you know that that you know love. I do like that because there's the platonic friendship love with mm-hmm. Billy Mack and his manager. There's obviously the kind of uh, the the love between Colin Firth and the uh, Portuguese woman where they can't speak the same language but in spending time with each other Mm -hmm. they develop that fondness for each other there's the love between the i mean if you want to talk about problematic the prime minister and the what do we call her chubby uh girl that works for him yeah there's there's that love and then what i didn't understand about this movie for quite a while Mm -hmm. i think is the the story with emma thompson and um snape <laughs> he forever Wait, will be snape he's, sorry. and he's done so many he was he's, the guy in he's uh, either snape or he's hans gruber yeah. <laughs> yeah the the story between them where he is emotionally cheating on her with his secretary right i always or i think i originally viewed that as a story where the the love doesn't work but i've now on repeated viewings realized that that's really the story about emma thompson and her love for her children okay is the reason that she is working to overcome what he has done to her because of her love for the children so the love children that they trumps- have together Love and sacrifice trump ego in yeah, that situation. Exactly. So so that was something that I that I don't think I really properly comprehended on my first several watches. I was like, oh, that's a failed love. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I, I understand where your aunt's coming from. Yeah. I thought Elf. that was a good answer. I like Elf, by the way. Yeah, great movie. Elf is really good. That's in the wacky category. <laughs> this that is tenting up <laughs> in the wacky. <laughs> yeah. But it's really good. I just watched Netflix did a movies that made us. Yeah, on I watched Elf. one for Home Alone. Yeah, well, we watched the Home Alone one also, and, yeah. and the Elf one. They're good. They're great. Yeah, yeah. So I th- I thought that was that was really good. I like Elf. You know, it's Christmas. It's it's a time for family. It's a time for family. It's a time for feuding. Look, when you get family, when you get so much family together, it's gonna happen. But you want to know why you feud with family? Why? Because you're like. I'm just done with you. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I, for some reason, society makes me have to hang out with you. Wow. So, are you gonna? It's because you know. Do you yourself? ever fall back? What? Do you ever fall back into like how you used to act when you were younger when you hang out with family or like if you like with your siblings or something? Yeah. Like that? I always find that sometimes I'll go back because we went back for Thanksgiving and. We uh, we had dinner, John and I, and she was like, "You kind of get a little like moody and quiet around your parents when we're back there. It's kind of uncomfortable." So she doesn't know you that well. If she doesn't know that you get moody and quiet, she, she knows I get moody and quiet. Okay. But she could just see a hard shift. Okay. And I was like thinking about it a lot, and I think that I just, I don't know, I go back into a default. This is how I was living at home, a angry, depressed, single man. Wow. I don't know that that I go to a place like that. I do 
just in general, even outside of um, being with family, I don't off or I frequently don't like recognize myself as an adult still. Sure. I still I think see, you'll, I don't think we'll ever be that. I, for some reason, I still see like people that are older than me as like elders. Be- yeah. Better than me. Or like, Oh, okay. Like they know more. I'm like, I'm not their peers necessarily. I don't know. Okay. I, okay. And, and I feel like I've, I've always been at a certain point of my life where like, you know, and it starts like when you're a kid and there's older kids. Right. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, the whole world's going to be different when I'm a teenager or whatever. And then, like, I'm a teenager. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm in, when I'm in college, like, the whole, uh, oh, when I've got a job, like, well, it's like, oh, well, once I'm a manager or whatever. Like, and, yeah. and that, that just keeps going forever. And I never really thought, it's kind of like, you know, when you have, like, little kids, like, that are in kindergarten or, like, second grade or whatever, and they don't understand age at all. Yeah. So they have, they have a teacher and their teacher's like a 24-year-old that just graduated college. <laughs> right. Like, are you 50? Do you have do you have kids that are my age? Like yeah. because they're dumb and like I still feel like I'm still that person but 33. Yeah. I I get that. I totally do. I still say yes, ma'am to uh women that are older than me and it's gotten to the point where they're like, "Don't do you, call me ma'am." You're like, no. oh. "What do you say to women that are younger than you?" "Yes, bitch." I say, "Um, don't talk to me." <laughs> wow. That's weird. <laughs> I'm older than you. I know more. Anyway, Family Feud. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Family Feud. Is there anything you would do to improve it? Do you have any improvements? I don't know. I, I haven't watched it in a while, but if I'm taking from from what you're saying, maybe don't make it as black versus white. Whoa, whoa dude. I don't know. That seems intense. Wow, where did that come from? I would also... Steve Harvey's good, but I want to see other people. Let's do here what we let's do a late night family feud. You want to see a white person do it? And you're allowed no, like a late night family feud, and everything is dirty and supposed to be dirty. And the dirtier you get, the better it is. So this is is the cards against humanity of family feud. Right. But you don't hate it. Because you're like, you gotta make your own jokes. If you're not making your own jokes and you're not funny, is that me? This is is my thing. This is my thing. You bring it. You bring it. You think you're funny? Go on stage and make up nothing and be funny about it. Wow. God, that was. I'm so good at impersonations. That was a a really good impersonation. You should. You should host. You should do some stand up. I I will do. Hey. Hey. Do you have have anything about pharmacies? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have any way to make it better. I think it's been through. They've made little changes here and there. There was like a point where you had to build up a pot, basically, for how much your grand prize potential could be. Yeah, pot, <laughs> nice, blaze it. Um, but I, I, I think it's fine how it is. I think yeah, maybe we could use a new host at some point. But I do, like I said, I understand why. Steve Harvey is successful. I understand why he's very popular doing it. He's he's got the right energy for it, mm-hmm. and I would give it a four and a half out of five. Wow, buzzers. Uh... Thinking a lot about this. You really put a lot of thought into this. I can tell you put a lot of thought into it before we started recording this episode. Dear God. Yes. Hey, it's me again. Oh. I was just asked a really hard question, and I was just looking for some guidance. Wow, is it, is it about your status as a believer? 
No, I, I believe 100%. You know that. I don't know how to rank a show that I didn't really watch that much of. All I've really seen is funny compilations and best ofs on YouTube. So I don't feel that I have. But you did your best, right? There was no way for you to possibly watch it beforehand. I didn't do my best. I procrastinated and waited till the last minute. And I feel shame and I don't know what to do. Well, what, what's your advice? Just give it a four and nobody will know. I'll give it a four. I'll give it four buzzers. Four out of five? Yeah. All right. That's not bad. You're going to four out of five buzzers. All right. And I can tell you put a lot of thought into that yeah. answer. So that has been Family Feud. I had my eyes closed that entire fake prayer. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> you won't see that if you're not visually watching this. But uh, I was in character. So. This has been Family Feud. It's our last episode before Christmas. And this is the first day of Hanukkah. Well, today is, but when this is on, it's not going to be. Hanukkah's going to be over. We didn't do a Hanukkah special. We're doing it. It's July right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, can I, I'm going to stand up real quick just so people can. That you've got uh, can, you just, full, can you describe to people what I'm. You're wearing a full body length footed red onesie like you might wear on Christmas morning when you come downstairs to open your gifts. And let's see, coming down the aisle, can we give him a, can you give him a quick, can you give us a quick little 360? We've got a green sweater. It looks very cheap, but also maybe he spent a lot of money on it. It says birthday boy. It is Jesus Christ with a, wearing a cross, which is weird, uh, with a birthday hat and a red balloon. And what do we have up here on the top right? Is that a, that's a dove dove, wearing a scarf. Well, it's cold out. Okay. Doves are a migratory animal, and right. So if they stay in the winter places, they've got to have a scarf on. And what are the feathers for? The feathers are for um, buoyancy, aerodynamics. <laughs> yeah, the they're world. for uh, they're the feathers are just props for Forrest Gump. Have you seen that movie? Uh, yeah, that's also a Christmas movie. It's not, but people eat chocolate on Christmas, so life is like that. Anyway, this has been Family Feud. Merry Christmas, everybody. If you want to send us any Christmas wishes, you can do that at comeondownshow at gmail.com. When do we stop pushing this? Never. Until once, somebody, once we get our once first, first email. person emails us, <laughs> discontinue Check the email. us out on Instagram and Facebook at comeondownshow. And uh, yeah, until then, we will see you when I'm another year older. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. Your birthday's on Christmas Day. You got screwed. Thank you. Happy birthday almost. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time.